the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Friday, Friday, it's Friday, 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 Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you. You know what it means that it's Friday. It means it's Open Line Friday. Open Line Friday. Hey, Wilbert, can we get our Open Line Friday music here? Hold on. My wall's not working. Oh, oh, there we go. We almost got it. All right, we're going to put somebody in the jail cell for... Not quite being ready, but you know what? And I don't know if who, if who that is. It's probably me clicking the wrong thing. But it is Open Line Friday. Isn't that fun music? It means something good is coming up. Open Line Friday means you can call about whatever it is you'd like. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can call about a Bible issue, an issue of the day that you want to talk about, something in the news, maybe just something you are curious about. Give us a call, 888-528-2557. A lot of people like to call about things they couldn't get through on earlier in the week, so you can bring up stuff that we talked about earlier in the week that maybe you feel like we didn't get quite to finish that conversation. All right, this is Pastor Scott's show. We talk about issues of the day. Biggest news of the day is in Washington, D.C., where uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that there will be a special counsel appointed to handle the Hunter Biden case. I'm going to go to Merrick Garland. today to announce the appointment of David Weiss as a special counsel consistent with the Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. All right, so he says that, and uh, what does it mean? So he announces that he's appointing on a Friday U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, as special counsel. And uh, Republicans and Democrats have responded quite differently. It means some different things for you know, what this means as far as the crazy, crazy election year that we're going to have. And uh, Republicans are not happy about it. Republicans have wanted a special counsel for a long time. Here's the difference. And here's here's the crazy part to me about it. A special counsel. Okay, normally, normally a special counsel is somebody who is typically uh, appointed by the the, uh, Department of Justice, would be appointed by the Department of Justice, usually by the attorney general, which is what happened. But the purpose of appointing a special counsel is to ensure an independent investigation. So in the in the controversies that we have been seeing, what Republicans are saying about the Hunter Biden investigation, the Hunter Biden investigation doesn't mean a whole lot unless 
unless it is true that while he was getting uh, influence for uh, with Burisma or China or Russia, these other countries, for, with his dad, if it's a huge deal, a huge deal, if it turns out that that influenced policy, and especially if it influenced policy either in the Biden administration or in the uh, Obama administration, that would have been different had Hunter Biden not been involved or, or Joe Biden not be involved. There's a, It gets a little complicated, but I think that this issue is becoming more of an issue because it's becoming a little more understandable. The ins and outs of what's legal and what's not legal when it comes to influence peddling is interesting and it can be complicated. But I think that most people, you tell me if you think it's different, I think most people are uncomfortable with the idea that a president or any politician is getting money from foreign governments for his family or for himself or herself for any reason. And certainly they're uncomfortable when that money is coming from countries that are adversaries or countries where we are in the middle of very significant policy decisions being made, such as Ukraine or Russia or China. So it's becoming in the minds of the American people a really big deal. More than half even of Democrats think that this is something that should be investigated now. And so it has been, you know, on the one hand, Hunter Biden's drug problems, the gun problem, the tax problems, all those things seem like Hunter Biden problems until you throw in the money that's coming from overseas and whether or not it influences policy. You see that. So that is kind of the thing. So the idea of a special counsel typically is you bring in a special counsel to be independent. So Republicans are claiming and rightly so from a historical standpoint anyway, that this is the first time that a sitting president is actively prosecuting his opponent because Joe Biden's Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, who is Joe Biden's guy, is actively pursuing a prosecution against President Trump, former President Trump, whether he's guilty or not. It's just the first time that this has happened where a sitting president has been prosecuting his potential or likely upcoming opponent. And that just doesn't feel right to most people, even if there's something there. And we have to deal with the idea that nobody is above the law, right? And that people should be prosecuted. Well, you want to, if you need to do it, if you need to do it with a former president or you need to do it with a current president's son who is involved in a scandal that might implicate the president in wrongdoing, you want the investigation, which should happen then, I guess, right? It should be as independent and far away from influence as possible. But when you have the Department of Justice, essentially the Biden administration, prosecuting the upcoming challenger to the election, that doesn't look good. And in this case, it's the president's son. And I get, here's a question I'd have for you. If you're Biden, do you pardon your son? It's your son. And, you know, do you pardon him? You have the ability. It's got to be something you deal with as a dad, right? You have the ability right now to just end all of it when it comes to your son. You could just do it. You would face, I think, a tremendous political backlash. You probably would not be able to run for re-election, and you're going to be 82. I bet you're not running for re-election anyway, right? Would you do it? Would you, w- w- if you're Joe Biden, do you pardon your kid? 888-528-2557. But the, the controversy that is here is people want an independent person. So, for example, when the Russia Gate was a thing, the Trump administration got a special counsel, Robert Mueller, to investigate Russia Gate. Uh, 
the thing is about Robert Mueller is Robert Mueller was not currently investigating anything. He was not even currently working. He was retired. He was an outside source who was trusted. And uh, both sides said, this is a good guy. He'll conduct a fair investigation. And ultimately, that's what he did. He did not come back with the answer that the Democrats wanted. And, uh, you know, we people can, you know, parse that all they want to. But at the end of the day, uh, that investigation went the way it probably ought to have gone uh, with its result at the end of the day. Um, And it would have been different, though. Imagine if Donald Trump's um, Department of Justice, uh, Rod Rosenstein, I think, was the assistant attorney general. He was doing it because uh, the other guy was involved somehow. I forget. There were some complicated things with that. But imagine if they just kept it in-house and they said, no, we're going to investigate this in-house. Well, in a way, it's a little bit different, but in a way, that's what's happening with Biden. We're going to investigate this in-house with our people, and uh, we're going to investigate and indict the former president who is our likely opponent. It just doesn't look good. And then you have a situation where you have the president's son in this other case, where clearly it looks like some crimes have been committed. Certainly, uh, people have put together proof uh, or evidence, solid evidence of tax evasion, uh, gun charges, other things. And Hunter Biden, a couple of weeks ago, was going to plead guilty to those things. And that plea agreement blew up. And the reason it blew up, the reason the plea agreement blew up is because in the middle of that plea agreement was the idea that he could not be charged with any future charges that might come out of the investigation. And the judge said that. The judge asked one question and blew up the Hunter Biden plea agreement. The question was, does this plea agreement mean that he cannot be charged with anything else that the ongoing investigation comes up with? And they said, yeah. And then the judge says, well, if we we struck that part out of it, uh, is there an agreement? And Hunter Biden's people said no. And also today was announced, this kind of gets buried, is that that plea deal is completely gone now. And so Hunter Biden will go to trial. Now, the reason that the Republicans are upset is because Garland appoints a special prosecutor, which Republicans have wanted, although they're irritated because it's taken so long. But the person that they appointed was is David Weiss, who's the exact same guy who's been investigating all these years, who's been accused of slow walking the Hunter Biden charges so that some of the tax evasion and the money pieces have already, the statute of limitations has already expired. Why has it taken five years to bring charges? Why did you wait until the statute had run? This is the guy who gets appointed. So Republicans are crying foul. Some are saying it shouldn't even be allowed, that you need somebody like a Robert Mueller, somebody who is on the outside, that you should pick somebody who doesn't even work there right now and bring them in to lead this investigation. But that's not what Merrick Garland has done. On Tuesday of this week, Mr. Weiss advised me that in his judgment, his investigation had reached a stage at which he should continue his work as a special counsel, and he asked to be so appointed. Upon considering his request, as well as the extraordinary circumstances relating to this matter, I have concluded that it is in the public interest to appoint him as special counsel. This appointment confirms my commitment to provide Mr. Weiss all the resources he requests. It also reaffirms that Mr. Weiss has the authority he needs to conduct a thorough investigation and to continue to take the steps he deems appropriate independently, based only on the facts and the law. 
Now, one of the other controversies that's interesting here, see, I think this whole thing could have been avoided if you just appoint an independent, a real independent counsel, somebody else. It's the appearances of things sometimes. There might be nothing that's wrong here, right? But the appearance looks like there is. It is not unreasonable for people to cry foul. It's not unreasonable to say this is just another move. Plus, the Congress has been investigating this. Congress doesn't have near the power, ultimately, at least in the short run, of of these kinds of things. But they were getting ready to call Mr. Weiss in to testify. And now he will likely not have to do that. And just yesterday, the investigative body in the Congress said that they were going to um, they were going to subpoena Biden family members who have received money from all of these other countries to basically say, where'd you get the money? Why didn't you pay taxes on it? Why wasn't this reported? Those kinds of questions. Now, all of that has stopped. So there is a lot to this. The politics is very, very thick. I think that we've got to get to a place where we get some kind of outside independent look at this. And that's not what happened at all today. Merrick Garland continued with this. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day supervision of any official of the department. Now, that is what a special counsel does. A special counsel is supposed to be not under the supervision of Merrick Garland or anybody else. And that's kind of the idea of independence. But he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the department. But he still works for the Department of Justice. And, you know, if those policies and procedures hamper him doing the job, it's, it's just not so independent. And I think mainly it's because it's the same guy. Consistent with the special counsel regulations, at the conclusion of Mr. Weiss's work, he will provide me with a report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions reached by him. See, at the end of the day, you have to give a report. So the special counsel will give a report. So this is what Robert Mueller did, for example. If you remember all of that, it went on for a long, long time investigating the whole Russia thing. And uh, the report was very lengthy, a whole lot in the investigation on the Russia side. It said we didn't find any evidence of Russian collusion with the Trump campaign in Russia. The other side of it said uh, we do believe that there is some uh, obstruction of justice and stuff because there wasn't Trump people weren't cooperating. Okay, blah, 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 blah. So it said all of that. But that was a report that was given. What I'm wondering here is because this person is already this is the thing is that Mr. Weiss already tried to settle this case two weeks ago, already tried to settle the case and to create a situation where Hunter Biden would not be prosecuted if anything else happened to come up in subsequent investigations. That's a great deal. That's a super good deal. Not only am I not going to have to pay back the taxes I owe, not only do I not have to refile my taxes, which everybody else would have to do that would put in the millions of dollars that I got from overseas businesses, but it means that if I got, if it was proven or if, it, if there were charges pending that I didn't file as uh, a basically a foreign agent, which is what he operated as uh, in selling influence to a foreign company Burisma, that he couldn't be prosecuted for that. And that's, that is the big one. That is a pretty serious one that, is, uh, that he's facing. So that, that deal got shot down. And it's also interesting that at the same time that Merrick Garden was, Garland was making this uh, statement, at the very same time, Mr. Weiss filed in court that the plea deal between Hunter Biden's attorneys and the government collapsed and is expecting to go to trial. That the plea deal, they were supposed to come back in about three weeks to uh, try the, the plea deal again. But he said it's all gone. It's completely collapsed. And now we're going to go to court.
He said following additional negotiations after the hearing held on July 26, the parties are at an impasse and are not in agreement on either a plea agreement or a diversion agreement. That's what Mr. Weiss said. That's pretty remarkable considering that two weeks ago, if the judge would not have asked those questions, if the judge would have just rubber stamped it, if the judge would have just said, okay, you guys have made a plea agreement and uh, I'm just going to stamp it. Uh, her name is Mary Ellen Norica. I think is how you say it. If she hadn't read it and hadn't asked her questions, well, then this case would be over. The same guy who's being tasked now with prosecuting him just tried to unprosecute him two weeks ago. You can see where that creates some frustration. This is uh, Republican Lindsey Graham. So you say this is a political move, not a legal one. Totally. Then what are the political implications for the president and his re-election <laughs> bid, do you believe? This is like the dumbest, dumber-than-dirt political move. On a Friday afternoon, and anything bad you want to talk about on a Friday afternoon, they make a four-minute announcement, we're going to turn Weiss into a special counsel to remove any and all doubt. Andy's right. There is no ongoing investigation of Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. Why would you accept a plea to half the case if you were continuing to investigate the guy for other crimes? Nobody ever does that. The only reason we're talking about this is the plea deal blew up because of a good judge. In that plea agreement, they were going to wipe out all the financial transactions as a potentially criminal if he uh, did the diversion agreement on the gun. There's no, never been a deal like this in the history of America. So the judge blew up the deal, and Weiss, according to the whistleblower, uh, has had pressure on him from day one to short-circuit this investigation. So when I hear the Attorney General tell me today, I'm going to make Weiss special counsel, that creates yeah. more problems and, uh, than, than answers uh, that it gives. That is the general take on it uh, going through um, the, the Republican side of the aisle. On the Democrat side, it creates a little bit more of a problem because – this subject has been largely ignored by a lot of the media, and now they're going to have to talk about it. The president's son will be prosecuted, and the the plea deal that uh, some news organizations said was really harsh clearly was not harsh, and they have to pull that back. Catherine Herridge, who works for uh, CBS News, um, she reported it this way. Former federal prosecutor I spoke to just before this event said to me the appointment of a special counsel would have the effect of delaying a resolution on the Hunter Biden matter, in his opinion. And it would certainly delay any anticipated testimony from the U.S. attorney in Delaware to Republicans on Capitol Hill who have been seeking that testimony for several months. So it's an extraordinary development considering where the two parties were two weeks ago to wrap up this year's long case now to the appointment of a special counsel that will have these broad authorities, most importantly, to continue this ongoing investigation, Margaret. Now, she acknowledges that what this does politically is it also ends the congressional investigation for now. And this will delay it for months, probably years. So probably this doesn't get resolved now until after the election. It's such a weird thing that this has anything to do with any of that. But there are so there's so much here with the politics. Now, the other side of it is that maybe Mr. Weiss has been restricted from actually investigating on his own. So the other side is maybe Mr. Weiss, who Democrats point out was appointed by Donald Trump, President Trump, in 2019. That maybe Mr. Weiss 
is more independent than some people think, and now he's going to have the ability. Because one of the accusations has been the accusation from the IRS whistleblower. Are you following along with this story? By the way, this is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, if you want to join the conversation or change the conversation. We'll, on Fridays, you can uh, talk about whatever it is you'd like. So a couple of weeks ago, just a couple of weeks ago, IRS whistleblowers came to the Congress and they testified. They testified that they were restricted from essentially following the money with the Biden tax returns. And they said there's millions of dollars that have not been reported on the taxes, but we know has come in. And that number is growing. I've heard different numbers, but between 20 and 50 million dollars now, it's millions and millions of dollars not reported and that there is a stream of shell companies and other ways that the money has been hidden. You can see why this just doesn't feel right, that at the the whole if this is above board well why don't you just put it on your taxes and why don't you file the right paperwork for uh, all of these things and they didn't do that and the IRS was saying that we were prevented by the Department of Justice from investigating further and this is Gary Shapley one of the IRS whistleblowers this is what he had to say about Mr. Weiss who is now the special counsel the Justice Department allowed the president's political appointees to weigh in on whether they're charged the president's son after United States Attorney for D.C., Matthew Graves, appointed by President Biden, refused to bring charges in March 2022, I watched United States Attorney Weiss tell a room full of senior FBI and IRS senior leaders on October 7, 2022, that he was not the deciding person on whether char- charges were filed. That was my red line. So that's Mr. Weiss who said, I'm not the deciding person. He's the head prosecutor. And so one of the issues that is also uh, about to become a much bigger issue in the fall is Merrick Garland, who said that Mr. Weiss has all of the authority already to make the decisions he wants. And if that were true, then he doesn't really need to be a special counsel, I guess, right? So I think that's interesting. And the IRS whistleblowers are saying, actually, Mr. Weiss said that he wasn't allowed to make the decisions about whether or not or how to prosecute. So there are some people who say, well, maybe Mr. Weiss, who's a Trump appointee, is going to actually investigate now, and he was being prevented from investigating before. Of course, nobody knows about all this, and it gets all tied up in all kinds of different things. And I'll bet that we've got people with every possible position listening right now with a lot of different opinions about it. Here's the thing I think that is a lesson for us. Appearances matter when it comes to this. And in in the scriptures, you know, one of the first things about a Christian leader in the church, about a church leader, an elder or an overseer, overseer, pastor, whatever you call your church leaders, is that they are to be above reproach. Above reproach doesn't mean on its own that they're, you know, it's not just not guilty. It's they might be perfectly innocent, but if they are doing something that as a regular habit, that just makes them look like, you know what, this person shouldn't be a church leader, even if it's something that's benign or something that's misunderstood, but just something that would cause people to question that person's integrity, then they're not ready to be a church leader. That's kind of the idea. And it's a standard that should work with anyone in leadership. Now, everybody's got faults. It's not about being sinless. It's not about not having struggles. Everybody's got all of that. You know, but there are certain things, you know, if uh, if I'm the pastor of the church and I spend all of my time out at Pachanga or one of the uh, casinos around here, and that's where I spend my free time and I freely gamble and I talk about it all the time, you know what, people have a lot of different opinions about whether or not that's biblical or not biblical, a sin or not a sin, different ideas of different things. And, 
And I could say, look, I'm being responsible. I go in there with $40 and I'll just spend that and I never spend more. I could have all that kind of an argument. But I think most people would be uncomfortable with their pastor or head elder doing that on a regular basis, right? If that was their their life, even if they thought it wasn't right. That's that's the above reproach. You just you don't want to bring a bunch of questions upon yourself for un, unnecessary reasons. And that is the problem here with David Weiss. He's not above reproach. The, the Department of Justice is not above reproach in not appointing a true independent counsel, someone from the outside. That's my thought on it. You got any thoughts about it? You can give us a call, 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. We'll take your call on any issue, 888-528-2557. Anything you want to talk about, we'll get to your calls. I see your call, Donna, and others as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday on the Pastor Scott Show. That means... means it's Open Line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557, A couple of calls on here. Donna wants to talk about the uh, fire in Maui. I'll get to you here in a second, Donna. And Byron, I think, is continuing our conversation about uh, what's going on in Washington today. I'll come to you in a minute. Byron, Donna, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, pleasure to talk to you. Um, I've been trying to rationalize my feelings about this fire I feel a deep sorrow, and uh, I appreciate the the fact that you had Greg on the other day. Yeah, Pastor Greg Laurie on yesterday. Yeah. Yes, yes, and I hope you bring him on again soon, because um, it'll be out of the news after a few days. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, it, I'm not sad because uh, I can't go there anymore. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had wanted to go there for my honeymoon. And uh, can't do that now. But um, many people there were unbelievers. And uh, I just hope that they, uh, and dozens are missing. Um, Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible thing. So it's hard, uh, you know, to, uh, it's really hard to imagine the uh, devastation that's there. Yes. So that's why I think why we got to pray about it and why we need to um, help where we can. Absolutely, and I hope people did did help and give from their hearts, and uh, uh, we just have to move forward. Yeah, we do, and uh, you know, it takes a few days, I think, for people to figure out what they're going to do. This is a different thing, and Don, I appreciate your call, and thanks for calling about that. In the next hour, we'll talk about it a little bit as we kick off the uh, 4 o'clock hour, and... Um, if you are interested in the interview we did yesterday, you can find it at kkla.com. Just go to the kkla.com, click on the front, and you can watch it right there. And uh, Pastor Greg Glory and Harvest Church have a church right there in Maui. And so they're going to be instrumental in a lot of the uh, cleanup and recovery. This is uh, Pastor Scott's show, 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll take your call on anything Byron in Long Beach. Welcome to the Pastor Scott show. Hey, how do, sir? How do? Hey, speak up a little bit. I can't hear you too well. Okay, can you hear me now? Hey, Wilbert, can we hear him okay? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Oh, well, I really, I called in to bemoan the fact of Donald Trump ever becoming president of the United States of this great country. I'm a, a 
become a veteran yeah. of disabled And I believe that he sold those sensitive documents, not, not to just hold them and hold the country hostage, but he gave them over already to Russia, China. Well, the documents? Korea. Well, he, he's not accused of he's not accused of giving them to anybody. He's, he's just accused of not supposed to have them. So, yes, you're right. He's not accused of it yet. But when it hits the fan, when it hits the fan, that's he's already got the um, lie lie made up that oh well we had him in a uh, unsecured spot in the bathroom of Mar-a-Lago, and some people snuck in there and stole him when in fact he already has given up the diamonds. Well those those I, things aren't I, I, those I, things aren't in I, any I, of the charges. Byron, when you were in the military, did you work with anything that was classified? Well um, no. No. <laughs> I was a frontline soldier. I was eighty second airborne division. Oh good for you. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for that. And you know what? Pray for our country and pray for the, the truth to be sorted out with uh, the Trump and those issues and everything else going on. I think that's it's really important for our country right now. Before you disconnect, that's to say he that loveth lies should have his part of the lake that burns a fire and brimstone. And that's to say that the last should be first and the first should be last. And then Christ himself offered terrible. I don't even know if it's fair, but the, the story of the rich man and the poor man, and the rich man uh, had his way here on earth in the afterlife, then he had to pay his price. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think is helpful for us is that at the end of the day, Jesus is the judge on those things. And, you know, for people who are, are very wealthy, um, you know, they they really have to, to determine whether or not they want to serve Christ with their wealth. And Jesus said that's hard, not undoable, but it's a hard thing. And liars, like you said, uh, you know, liars, uh, people who continuously lie are not going to enter the kingdom of God. Byron, thank you for serving our country and for listening and calling today. I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, something that is, I think at the end of the day, when, you know, when we talk about these things, and we've got political figures who are accused of these terrible things and whether they've done them or not or whatever. You know, we know that bad things happen. And we also know that sometimes and often, actually, this world is not just, right, that, that the truth doesn't come out sometimes, often. And sometimes people do get away with stuff that they shouldn't get away with. They don't get away with it, though, in front of Jesus. Donald Trump or Hunter Biden or Joe Biden or whoever you want to put in that blank there, including our own names, Scott Furrow and anybody else. There's nothing that we get away with at the end of the day because there is a judge of the universe who is supreme, who knows everything. And uh, we have some peace with that, that the injustices of this world do not go unpunished. In fact, that's one of the reasons that, you know, if you're an atheist or if you're struggling to believe in God, one of the hardest parts about that perspective is that if there's no God, then you have to believe that the murders and the rapes and whatever injustices we have, that they, if they're not caught by human authorities, then they go unpunished. And that actually the right perspective must be survival of the fittest and that you should wield your power against any person that you have power over. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's no judge. That's the, that's the difficulty of there being no God, is that 
cosmically, there's no judge and you can get away with whatever it is you can get away with. And that's a horrible thought. In fact, when you read about Nietzsche and some of those guys that you take little quotes out of what they might have said about God, they were personally tortured over what it means that there would not be a God, over what it means that you would undo um, the sense of justice from a, a God, a higher source of power, however you want to look at it. It's a terrible thing. But for those of us who understand that there is a God, that he's sovereign, that there is a judge, at the end of the day, nobody gets away with anything. And the people who get everlasting life are the people who acknowledge their sin to that judge, to Jesus, who took that sin, paid the penalty for it, and you get everlasting life, not because your sin was forgotten about, but because it, because it was paid for. And you don't owe the, the debt anymore. That's the gospel. That's really good news. You get that for free just by acknowledging that Jesus is the Savior. And that's a, a wonderful thing. And then when you live life and you see the injustices and the questions that, you know what, Jesus takes care of all of it. And everlasting life is a place that you get to be where none of that will be a part of it. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Donna in Covina, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Um, I believe that Christ also wants us to fight evil in this world. Sure. And I believe that anyone now, it used to be in the old days, Democrats and Republicans, maybe we have some differences on social issues, foreign policy. But I think that any person right now, as you're looking at what the Democrats are doing in the legislature and in our president, I think that anyone that supports the Democrats are really supporting an agenda for evil. These people are pro-trans. They're putting sexual ideas into the minds of innocent children where it has no place. They're pro-abortion. They're pro-illegal immigration. Soldiers are coming and gang members are coming across our borders. And drug trafficking is increasing. Child trafficking is increasing. And now we hear on Friday... Andy Weiss, who's the toady for the Democratic Party, is going to be the special counsel. Uh, David I mean, Weiss. they're pro-corruption. Yeah, David Weiss. Andy do you Weiss. Do you think they're that most people are paying attention? Because I have, I have this well, question I, personally. I'm wondering how many people really pay attention and know in enough detail what's happening. I don't know, because I think, you know, that to me, a Democrat would be like Robert Kennedy, who's running. Now, some I Democrats him support support him, and they support and other Democrats. That. Are they okay? Yes, but I I think that anyone that's supporting this kind of agenda, uh, I don't think uh, Robert Kennedy wants uh, illegal immigrants. To, he said he's not for child trafficking and for drug trafficking. He's that more he of a traditional. He's more of a traditional exactly. liberal Democrat. Exactly, but anyone that is supporting this president. And these types of representatives in Congress, to me, is supporting an agenda of evil. And they need to wake up. They need to wake up. I think people you know, need to—I uh, appreciate your call. i got to go to a break, uh, Donna. You. you know, I think, you know, when—it's it, it a it's a rough thing because there are things that uh, both parties do that are causing destruction. But there are some things right now with the— I don't want to make it partisan because I think that most Democrats and Republicans don't think that we should be transitioning kids, particularly with the medicine and the surgeries. So the question is, if you're voting for people who support that, 
Why do you continue to do that? Why is that the lesser of the evil of whatever the other party has to say or the other candidate? Right? Because that's something that you hear from people on both sides who say why they voted for whoever. They say, and that's a terrible thing that we're in this situation today, that I'm voting for the lesser of two evils, people say. And it's really hard for me when some evil is just really laid out there that we would couch that in a way that says, but it's okay to vote for this person because the other person is evil. Well, you, you know, the thing is about primaries, by the way, is the purpose of the primary is to get better, better candidates at the top of the list so that you don't have to choose between the two evils when November comes around. I got to take a break. I see your call, Ted. I'll get to your calls when we come back. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Be back as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues with Open Line Friday. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Julian, this is a sham. There is no special counsel investigation and there is no Biden investigation. The special counsel regulations, what makes a special counsel special is that you're a lawyer who's brought in from outside the United States government, not just outside the Justice Department, outside the government. This U.S. attorney uh, is being appointed, notwithstanding that he is an attorney who's a top official in the Biden Justice Department, and Garland made clear is going to remain a top (laughs) official in the Biden Justice Department. This is the Biden Justice Department's vehicle for maintaining control of an investigation that they are not pursuing. They've had the case for five years. They've never indicted it. They're strategically allowing the statute of limitations to run to the point that the 2014 and 2015 conduct, which covers most of the $21 million that the congressional investigation report showed this week, that's already time barred. That is Andy McCarthy on Fox News, basically given, I think, what the Republican position is on the announcement today of David Weiss becoming special counsel. Democrats respond by saying he was appointed by David Weiss, appointed by Donald Trump. He's a Donald Trump appointee as the U.S. attorney in Delaware, and he was appointed by Donald Trump to investigate this matter. And so that is the their response there. And Republicans are saying, yeah, but it's been five years and, uh, you know, who knows what. You know, I've got this crazy question. I don't know if there's an answer. What is your President Biden for a minute? Just try to put aside who's guilty or what. And you've got this deal with your son and you've got this deal with uh, Donald Trump and all the indictments and all the this stuff. What's the George Washington thing to do? Suddenly you're going to make a decision that you'll probably be criticized for heavily today, but 50 years from now you are appraised by historians. What is that? Do you ever think about stuff like that? Maybe that's just a, a few of us uh, you know, policy wonk type people. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, let's go to uh, Ted, City of Angels. Ted, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How you doing, Pastor Scott? I'm doing fine, Ted. Well, uh, well, first off, I just want you to know I did do what I said I was going to do. I got that Dodgers jersey. Yeah, you at, told me all. About, you told me all about that. Yeah, well, Last I, time I, you I called. put Yahweh. I put Yahweh. Oh, on you the did. Back, <laughs> okay. Off of Slauson, off of Slauson, east of Crenshaw, 
and I got a uh, cross on my sleeve. I'll be there Sunday with the Colorado game. So uh, I'm bringing Jesus again. I'm really so you, enjoying playing. So you don't go to Dodger games your whole time living in L.A., and now all of a sudden you're into it, jersey and all. Amen, because uh, we need to step up and uh, show we do uh, love Jesus and that it's unacceptable what happened, and I'm going to be there at the game. All right, Ted. So, so uh, what's your thought about uh, what's going on now? What'd you call about? Okay, so um, basically, you know, I hear a lot of these soldiers, former soldiers, God bless them. We, you know, we wouldn't be free without them. Uh, but it's like a position on a football team. You know, you do your job. You don't worry about the hierarchy. I've even heard guys that went into office and they're like, well, we deserve to know what's going on, whether UFOs are us or aliens. Well, there's, you know, it's top secret for a reason. And and I've heard soldiers write books that was against military law. A lot of people got big mouths. And I believe that it should be with the elite of this country, not money, people that are trusted and that they're in charge. And we don't want it to the public because... The public has a tendency to tell everybody and sell our secrets everywhere, and that's unsafe for our enemies in this world. Well, yeah, I think that's the reason, though, that the uh, President Trump and also President Biden and uh, Mike Pence, other people, when they have, you know, top secret documents not where they belong, that people get worried about that. And I agree, and I agree. And we still live in a country where we are innocent until proven guilty. And it, and it really is it's despicable to listen to these people uh, that cast judgment as Christians long before anything has been, you know, nothing has been sealed. The deal has not been sealed. We don't have anybody in jail. All it is is speculation. And to be quite honest with you, it's bearing false witness when you ain't even on the jury and you're not a judge. And you think as a citizen you have a right to smear somebody's image, uh, you shouldn't be claiming yourself as a Christian. Let our judicial system do their job. All right. I think that, uh, you know, that's you got a point, Ted. You know, we make a lot of comments uh, about uh, all of these things and somebody's guilty and somebody's not. And, and, you know, we haven't seen the evidence in a lot of cases. That's something I try to encourage people to just wait and see. Because, you know, sometimes things are said, even by the people who are involved in public, but then when they get in the court, it's a whole different story, right? It's, it's an interesting thing when you're under oath. Some people just lie under oath, but what oath tends to do to people is that it, it changes the story uh, a little bit, sometimes entirely, and uh, we can't rust to judgment on, on that kind of stuff. Uh, David in Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, good Friday. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I thanks, couldn't David. resist calling again. Um, as far as I'm concerned, evil, to quote Kurt Vonnegut, evil is fighting battles and thinking you have God on your side, mm. thinking you really know what God thinks. That's evil. And when I listen to your show in particular, but almost everything on Salem Radio, you never fail. If Joe Biden says there are nine wonders of the world, you make fun of him. I have never heard you call out Trump on anything, ever. But, you know, that's your conscience. You have to live with it. But I think what, and your last caller was a perfect example, not Ted, the woman before who's blaming, you know, democratic opinions, they're evil. I mean, it's not evil to, to think that parents are entitled to transition their children if they think so. You're always citing evidence of the four people that detransitioned and there was a problem. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, there's a lot more than four. Wait a minute.
You can't say there's just four. There's a lot, and it's a growing problem. I no, I haven't heard that. Well, Can I finish, or you're going to cut me off? Uh, we're all, yeah. Go ahead and finish, but you're wrong about that. It's a it's a massive no, thing. I, the detransitioners God, coming out. No, it is not massive. All right, you're you not got, right about you that. Go, you're you're an investigator, well, so go check that out for the next. I time. am an investigator. I did check it out. The University of Washington study that you said has been debunked. Yes, was debunked by a Christian journalist, Jesse Ringall, and it's that his his facts have been disputed totally. The article was not retracted. It did follow people. It's considered a good article in a peer-reviewed journal, the Journal of the American Medical Association. You quoted almost verbatim what Jesse Ringall said, his criticism. A couple of weeks ago, for people listening, I quoted, there's a a Seattle study that uh, is the one study that's quoted that says that uh, people who transition kids um, are better off uh, over time. And uh, there's an awful lot of evidence that says that study is not right or correct. The trouble is that there's not a lot of long-term studies on it by anybody yet, either way. But that doesn't keep you from having an opinion about it, right? You can have an opinion about it, sure. I I think parents are in the best position to make decisions about their children. I don't want the government making decisions about what medical things I can do for my children. So do you agree that teachers ought to tell the uh, parents what's going on with their kids if their kids are transitioning in school, or should they keep that a secret? No, absolutely. absolutely. No, I think parents should know. Absolutely. I agree with that. Okay. No, I think parents are in the best position. But I don't think the government, I don't think, I don't think there should be state laws that children can't take puberty blockers if their parents think that's the approach and their doctors think it's the appropriate thing. I think that's a massive intrusion on parental rights. So, you know, I just disagree with that. And I think to call it evil, to call parent parental decisions evil because you don't agree with them, I kind of, I find it just repulsive. I really do. And the last Last opinion, which I brought up before, you should read Russell Moore's book. Russell Moore is a devout Christian. No, I haven't read that, but I know the book you're talking about. I'm out of time here. I'm out of time here, David. Let me let me respond to your evil the evil uh, thing. You know, I think David, you make a point. We have to be careful, right, about the intrusion into what parents can do, uh, especially when we're saying what's wrong. Uh, From where I sit transitioning the gender of your kid with medications or surgeries the is not right i think that is i think it is something where the risk is completely um it is so much worse i think in the long term and i think that the whole thing isn't based in reality which is a hard thing and so there's a point when you've got to say something is evil and wrong that's where I stand on that. I am out of time. Uh, we'll get to the next hour here in just a minute. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.